everybody, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I am here. (laughs) You're here. I love that for you. Thank you. Almost didn't make it. So today is a Jose episode where he will be discussing something or a subject. So uh, what do you have for us today? Thinking about this week, I'm like, what do I want to do? I I guess this is our Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And when I think of Thanksgiving, you got turkey, which does not fit our theme. Being thankful, again, not fitting our theme. Uh-uh. And fighting with family. And that can be worked to fit our theme. All right. So today's episode is going to be about some famous family fights. Ooh. <laughs> I like this. Before we get into it, if you don't mind sharing, are your Thanksgiving meals filled with arguments at the dinner table? First off, how could you ask me such a personal question? <laughs> I I am so upset. Not here lately, but back in the day, yes. But uh, uh, holidays got very spirited, you know, especially if games were involved. Ah, <laughs> but like drama, not not a ton of those. I mean, that that happened on regular days. Yeah, which that's good. You know, a, a little friendly arguing is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a guarantee at mine. Like, it doesn't happen all the time. But when they when they do, I feel like I'm always involved. Hmm. Do you which, get involved? <laughs> which I don't know why, because, you know, I'm sweeter than a sweet potato pie. But <laughs> maybe I'm part of the problem. Hmm. We got to get some other point of views one day. I know. <laughs> but I'm serving up some celebrity fights and we'll discuss if there is a side we are on. I love it. Come on. I love I love arguments and I like deciding things. <laughs> yes. Let's set the scene. It's the 2014 Met Gala. The theme was Charles James Beyond Fashion. And of course, sometimes shit goes down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. A leaked elevator footage would give us a glimpse into this fight involving Beyonce, her sister Solange, Jay-Z, and the bodyguard, Julius. Julius. Which I have seen that video like a hundred times and i don't know why i never connected that's julius because i know beyonce's bodyguard <laughs> really on all the things you didn't know that was julius i just i never connected it uh, he, he, he was always in on the family secrets yes <laughs> so the met gala had taken place on may 5th 2014 but the footage would not be leaked until eight days later on may 12th And the footage was taken from the Standard Hotel by an employee who would be fired for leaking the footage, breaching the security policies of the hotel. And the black and white video starts off with Jay-Z and the bodyguard Julius walking into the elevator. Uh Beyonce is already standing in the corner of the elevator, which at first I didn't even notice her there. And Solange is standing next to her. As soon as Jay-Z enters the elevator, it seems like Solange says something to him. And she gets in his face. Mm. At the angle, it seems like Jay-Z tries to extend his hand, like try to keep Solange at a distance. But she slaps it away. And this is before the door is even closed for the elevator. As the door closes, Julius goes to press a button. And it seems like Solange is trying to swing on Jay. But Jay-Z is preventing her by holding on her arms. Julius pulls Solange away. And she goes in for a kick towards (laughs) Jay-Z. 
It's not funny, but this shit was hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, but I don't I don't know why it's hilarious. It, it was cra- it's just you know what? It's not even crazy. It's not even funny. It's just astonishing. Like this is Beyonce and Solange and Jay Z. I can't believe I'm watching this. The closest thing we have to a royal family in America. It's just somebody I feel bad because it's like, dang, this is so private. But also, damn, somebody gave up their career for this. <laughs> they martyred themselves for us. And I mean, honestly, I thank them. That's terrible. Oh, shit. This is the, this is the worst part of me. <laughs> <laughs> then you see Solange very aggressively yelling at Jay as Julius holds her back and she keeps trying to kick at him. It also looks like she drops her purse. There is no audio in this footage, so we cannot tell what is being said. A lot of motherfuckers, I know. (laughs) At this point, Beyonce places herself between Solange and Jay-Z, and that does seem to stop Solange, which I appreciated. Beyonce said, all right, all right. (laughs) You don't need this nigga ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's so weird just seeing Beyonce's, like body language of how she's dealing with the situation between her husband and her sister. Beyonce Beyonce just gives like, she, she would go off in private, private. Like Solange waited until they were secluded, but Beyonce would probably let you have it at the hotel room. It seems like that's as long as Solange could wait. She was, she couldn't, she was bubbling. (laughs) She didn't, like you said, she didn't even wait till the elevator doors closed. No. So she started throwing shit. Like, okay. of course we know it's wrong. She shouldn't put, nobody needed to put their hands on each other. But it, it was just, the whole s- situation as a whole was just like, damn, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah, I think we, the reason that we don't take it as seriously is because how small she is compared to Jay-Z and there was a bodyguard there. So it yeah. wasn't like any real damage was being done. She, she was definitely being blocked. Like, she got a couple shots in, but she was being blocked and pulled away. And yeah. And you know what everybody else is also thinking? Well, why she go off like that? She Something had to be done. Well, I got that in here. (laughs) So Beyonce also picks up the purse that Solange dropped. And there seems to be some cuts in the video. But for some reason, Julius leaves the elevator with Beyonce first. And Solange sees an opening and she takes it and she swings on Jay a few more times. Which I, why would you guys leave the elevator first? I never understood that. Hey, Beyonce said, this ain't my problem. Fuck him. <laughs> my sister got this. And you and you saw those pictures? Just a, da- a, da- a dazzling smile on her face. Yes. Yeah, so when they leave the hotel to their awaiting car, we have video and paparazzi photos of an angry-looking Solange leading the group, Julius behind her, a smiling Beyonce, and Jay-Z rubbing his jaw at the end. And Solange steps into the back of the car, and I can't tell if Jay-Z is trying to get into the car or what, but he steps in front of Beyonce, Julius puts his arm out, they say a few words, then Beyonce steps into the car, and Jay and Julius get into a different car. Yeah, Beyonce said, nah, bitch, I'm going with my sister. I'm not going into this car with you, I'm going with Solange, what the fuck do you think this is? I was honestly examining the, this 40-second video, the first one, the elevator footage, and then the walk to the car, like, uh-huh. so much. I kept rewinding, like, trying to find any clues. When does, oh, my gosh, does his hand brush her? Does somebody stop prematurely? So when the video is released, people are wondering, you know, what the fuck? And I was one of them. 
So we have some close sources that came out and said some stuff. May 13th, a source would tell people that Solange was provoked by designer Rachel Roy. It's rumored that Solange and Rachel had a heated exchange, and Beyonce stepped in, telling Rachel not to talk to her sister. Other people at the party say that Solange's talk with Rachel was very limited, and she was yelling at other people at the party, not Rachel. Uh. And the source would go on to say, quote, Jay said something inappropriate to Beyonce and Solange, and she snapped. When they got into the elevator, it escalated quickly the way family tensions can. It got ex- exceptionally heated the way family moments can. And just for a little more context, Rachel Roy was previously married to Damon Dash, who mm-hmm. co-founded Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z. Damon Dash and Jay would have a falling out in the early 2000s. So they were acquainted with Rachel for a while, even though at this point, Damon Dash and Jay-Z were no longer cool. Also, two years previously, Solange had gone to the Met Gala in 2012 with Rachel Roy. Really? And Yeah, there's like photos of them on the carpet. And there were reports that Solange was drunk, but the source would say she was not intoxicated. And May 15th, the three of them would release a joint statement. What's the statement? (laughs) It said, as a result of the public release of the elevator security footage from Monday, May 5th, there has been a great deal of speculation about what triggered the unfortunate incident. But the most important thing is that our family has worked through it. Jay and Solange each assume their share responsibility for what has occurred. They both acknowledge their role in this private matter that played out in the public. They both have apologized to each other, and we have moved forward as a united family. The reports of Solange being intoxicated or a display of erratic behavior throughout the evening are simply false. At the end of the day, families have problems, and we're no different. We love each other, and above all, we are family. We have put this behind us and hope everyone else would do the same. Come on, United Front. I love it. Which I like that it's a United Front, too. But I do feel like it's more of a, not an apology for Solange, but trying to clear her name more. Definitely, I personally think, with Solange, I don't know what happened, whatever stirred this, but I have the feeling that Solange, of course, is wrong to put her hands on jay but i think jay did provoke her something was said something was done because beyonce from jump was not defending her husband in the elevator at all Mm. and then the footage gets released something that was never supposed to be shown gets released and not only did jay provoke this whole incident to play out but now her sister is being villainized and she's like, this just can't be. Jay-Z's going to stay with Beyonce, so you guys to eat this. So, yeah, we're going to just basically say, you did this, you did this, we came together. But all the other shit y'all was saying about my sister is 100% not true. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's making sure that we stay as a united front. We both uh, uh, take accountability for this bad look. But also, I want to clear my sister's name and know that she ain't crazy, she ain't a drunk, and she's not erratic. Which I feel, again, we're not excusing what Solange did. Like, she showed her, her hands on him. But I, it's such a great thing, in my opinion, to, like, cover your sister that way. Because I yeah. feel like she could have easily just sided with Jay-Z and threw Solange under the bus. Not The thing is, that like, not even that. But they could have just all put out separate or... You know, the husband and wife, you know, be, like you said, mm. Beyonce and Jay put out one and Solange puts out another one. 
and they're both just very vague, but no, they all chose to, to stand together. I think because they all played a part in whatever happened that night. I also love that it starts with, there has been a great deal of speculation, but they don't say. I what love it. It's, it's, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah, I'm acknowledging that. Cause the thing is people hate when you don't acknowledge stuff in your quote unquote, either statements, apologies or whatever. But they say, yes, we're going to acknowledge it, but we're not telling you. We know what you're saying out there, but we're not telling you. But we are going to tell you is that we're sorry you saw this. And we'll yeah. not. And we, we will. That's not a representation of how we are. <laughs> we know you guys are talking, but we're going to move past this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're talking and you can keep talking. Two months later, Solange would say this in Lucky Magazine. What's important is that my family and I are all good. What we had to say collectively was in the statement that we put out, and we all felt at peace with that. So again, just pointing back to that statement. We're united. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else about it. You ain't getting no tell-alls. Not, not on this one. <laughs> August 2014, Beyonce bring up the incident in her song Flawless with, of course, sometimes shit goes down when there's a billion dollars on an elevator. Beautiful. The remix. Yes, it is the remix. With, with Nicki Minaj that says, like MJ's doctor, they killing me. Trope of all. I love that line. They think I'm going to fall. Oh, she She's so talented. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that's one. I, I, I love the way that I'm going to address it and still not address it. In fact, I'm going to make more money off of it because y'all pissed me off with that leak. <laughs> That is true. Like, I'm going to bring it up on my own terms. Mm-hmm. So, Beyonce would release Lemonade in 2016. It's one of my all-time favorite albums. Mm-hmm. And it had many people speculating that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. And in one of the songs called Sorry, she sings, He only want me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with the good hair. Which is not really an identifying line. Mm-hmm. But Rachel Roy took it upon herself to make a post a few hours after Lemonade was released and captioned it, Good hair, don't care, but we take good lighting for selfies or self-truth always. Live in the light, hashtag no drama queens. What? Yeah, that was her post. What? Sit your ass down. What are you doing? Why is that coincide? It's the no drama queen at the end that confounds me. It's... It's all of it. Good well, hair, the, don't it's care. The, yeah, the beginning, good hair, don't care. And then the no drama cream. Like, what are you saying? It's like you're saying a lot of things, but you're not saying anything at all. But you chose to say it at this moment. So now we have to feel like you're talking about this moment. So this caused a, lo- a lot of fans to attack her online, thinking she's Becky with the good hair. And, you know, people are bringing up where this is the reason Solange got into it with her at the 2004 Met Gala, which resulted in the fight with Jay. It's speculated she found out about the affair or thought Rachel was being inappropriate or flirting with Jay. Some confused fans also attacked TV chef Rachel Ray online because their names are similar. Yeah, some people just don't know how to spell or hear or listen (laughs) or see properly. This is why. I think I do remember something like that. I remember Rachel Ray Dane attack, yeah. Just like that dumbass thing where people, well, it, it was both a joke and people seriously uh, taking Joe Budden for Joe Biden. <laughs> I, 
I think that was more serious than it was a joke. Like, I think it turned into a joke, but I do think it was serious. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Now it's uh, purely a joke, but definitely it had a lot of truth at first. So, Rachel would post on Twitter on April 24th, 2016. I respect love, marriage, families, and strength. What shouldn't be tolerated by anyone is bullying of any kind, which that's, I, I don't know. It's such a weird tweet to put out. Like, I, I respect love, marriage, families, and strength, but bullying's not okay. I don't know. I mean, I think also, I think it's like she's calling out Beyonce and the fans. Yeah. Um, But also, girl. I don't know. I mean, that's that's not a bad response, but also leave me alone. I'm not. Why do y'all think this is about me? Also, well, I feel like she I ain't put her, herself in this situation by posting that Instagram. Like, do you think that could be a coincidence? Like I said, it could be a coincidence. It's just those weird beginning, that beginning, and that makes me think that you definitely were talking about this situation, but we're trying to be covert and thought that nobody would clock you. And then somebody called you and pulled you a coat. And now you're trying to backpedal and kind of play the victim, but also you didn't really even address it. Like what, if you're being attacked about something specifically, why wouldn't you address it specifically saying y'all are wrong or mind your business or y'all should be ashamed attacking me off of, uh, a post or something like that. Like you're still doing weird, vague stuff. Like I respect blah, blah, blah. And I don't like bullies. That's something I would say on a Tuesday. <laughs> so Jay-Z would rap in his song, in his 2017 song, Kill Jay-Z. You ate Solange on knowing all along, all you had to say you was wrong. You almost went Eric Benet, let the baddest girl in the world get away. So he's saying basically that that was the time he almost lost Beyonce. Not not the other times he cheated on her. <laughs> I I guess, you know, that album was his response to Lemonade. So it makes sense. So and then it also sounds like he's what well, we got to assume when he says you egg Solange on, on and we're like, who is you? And it's the only other person who's ever been mentioned in this story. We have to assume he's talking about Rachel, unfortunately. I mean, he just put her in that situation. So I think he's talking about himself. Really? Yeah. Oh, because it's called Kill Jay-Z. Yeah. He's saying he ate her on and all he had to do was say he was wrong. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you, Jay, then? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Rachel. Never mind. I, I'm sorry. I'll catch that stray. I'll take it back. That, that wasn't meant for you, then. Okay, now that the duck trend. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, what the fuck? Why are you egging him on? Why, like, what, what did he do at that party? <laughs> it's like the boondocks. What did that man do to make them niggas so mad? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he would later say in an interview, Rap Radar, about Solange, We've always had a great relationship. We had one disagreement ever. Before and after, we've been cool. She's like my sister. I'll protect her. That's my sister, not my sister-in-law. My sister, period. Mm-hmm. We know so much about each other. We're blood. <laughs> so the three seem to have made up. And while most people believe the fight was caused by an affair, we really don't know. What we do know is nobody wins when the family feuds. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Jay-Z songs. <laughs> Mine too. <sighs> I mean, Beyonce doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Only in there for a second. 
I would say that, yeah, I think this is something like I I I, I just think that they whatever wrong Jay-Z did in Beyonce and Solange's eyes, obviously Beyonce forgave him, so Solange eventually forgave him and now they're all all okay. That's just shit goes down when there's a billion dollars on the elevator. They just make too much money. They just make too much money to, to live in the past about these things. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have moved on. What got me is that elevator, like, happened just a few months before their tour started, like, their on-the-run tour. Really? And that's one of their big ones. That's yeah, so it's like, how much were you guys fighting on that tour? It, the elevator thing is, like, one of those things that I lay in bed and think about, like, what the <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know. I wonder. I wonder how Blue feels about it when she sees it. Has she seen like, it? Are y'all gonna Are y'all gonna tell Blue the truth? Are you, is Blue gonna finally know? <laughs> are you gonna say, "Nah, this this don't involve you"? Maybe. I'm honestly surprised. It's out there still. It hasn't been buried. Well, some things you just can't bear. Yeah. Like, I I know Beyonce wiped some things from the internet, but some things just got too. Some things have spread too far and wide to be gone. So, next up is an old-timey story. Mm. We haven't delved much into older Hollywood, but this story, it fascinated me. It's about two sisters, Joan Fontaine and Olivia de Havilland, I believe it's pronounced. Okay. I don't know these people. Oh. I want to say I got most of my information from Vanity Fair, Biography.com, and People.com. I sometimes see info that doesn't line up, but I feel like that's because with older stories, some info does get lost or changed throughout the years. Uh-huh. Maybe also, updated or modified or something, whatever. Yeah. Also, we have two opposing sides here, so that could be why there might be some different versions. Uh-huh. So, Olivia, being the older of the two, was born July 1st, 1916. Her most known role, I would say, is probably Gone with the Wind but she did appear in over 49 films. And you've obviously heard of Gone with the Wind. No, what's that? (laughs) Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? Hell no, I ain't fucking watching Gone with the Wind. (laughs) I haven't seen it either. I have the book, though. It's one of those where I'm like, oh, I'm going to read the book first before I watch it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So Joan was born 15 months after Olivia on October 22nd, 1917. And Joan wasn't in as many films. I think it said 16, one of the popular ones being Jane Eyre. She ain't no diva. (laughs) (laughs) Already picking a side. I'm sorry. (laughs) They were born in Tokyo. Their father cheated on their mother with the housekeeper. So the two girls and the mother do end up moving to the United States. Ain't that a bitch? Your dad cheats, so you gotta leave. (laughs) Lillian, the mother, would go on to marry George Millen Fontaine, and he raised the girls in a strict military lifestyle. Uh, I gotta leave, and I gotta be raised strictly. I know. I'm kicking my dad's ass when I get older. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia would say she adored being a big sister and would read stories to Joan and make up stories about rabbits and other creatures And Joan sees it differently, saying she did not remember one act of kindness from Olivia. And one of her earliest memories was Olivia at six, reading to a five-year-old Joan the crucifixion from the Bible to scare Joan. Joan also said that growing up, Olivia would tear up clothes that she outgrew, so she didn't have to pass them along to Joan. And how far apart are they in age? Fifteen months. 
fifth. Okay, so that's only okay. I'm thinking about my own bloodline, and the thing is that I I was a, I'm a bossy big sister. I know that you're a boss ass bitch. Bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm a bossy big sister. But I definitely know that my my people are not going to say they don't remember one act of kindness. So, and I can be real about myself as a big sister and say that I've been both good and bad. So I don't know, Olivia. Looking a little shady on your storytelling. It yeah, it is looking shady. All right, I'm ready. I'm sorry. So, one time while roughhousing in a pool, Olivia tries to pull Joan into the water and ends up breaking Joan's collarbone when Joan hit the side of the pool. Mmm, great big sister activities. (laughs) Olivia says they were around six and five. So, that's more understandable. Yeah, I have pushed my brother in the pool and he did cry though. So, full disclosure, in case somebody tries to use that against me in the future. (laughs) But I ain't break no bones. I ain't crazy. But Joan would claim they were closer to 16 and 17. Damn. Now, what did the <laughs> lifeguards say? <laughs> Somebody get their account. At age nine, Joan came up with a plan to kill her sister. <laughs> she says that she would let Olivia hit her twice. And then on the third hit, she would, quote, plug Olivia between the eyes. I don't know what plug between the eyes mean. I can uh, surmise it would mean hit. But I... I don't know, really. Uh, I'm thinking a big old, she's gouging. She's about to tear some eyes out. Yeah. The only thing I could think of when she's I don't think that would kill, though. More vain. Maybe, like, hit the nose. Like, you know, when they say you hit the nose and, like, make the bone shards go into your brain. Damn, how far you got hit the nose? uh, But okay. You know, like, you do an upwards motion in self-defense. But hitting it that hard makes the bone shards go to your brain? That's what they say in the self-defense classes. I don't know. All right. All right. I'll remember (laughs) that, I guess. And that was going to be Joan's excuse. She would say it was self-defense, but she never went through with the plan. So siblings fight, but it seems like as they got older, their feelings for each other never really changed. Olivia was the first to be an actress at 18 years old, starring in A Midnight Summer's Dream. No, A Midsummer Night's Dream. And Joan would ask her sister to help her get her acting jobs. And Olivia does agree, but she says that she cannot use the last name de Havilland. And we can't have the same last name. People can't know that we're together. She said it would just be too many of them running around if she does that. Mm, So you can view this as two different ways. This is still being a great big sister, but just trying to distinctly remain her own person. Or you could view this as, I don't ever want to be like related scene, kind of associated with you, but I'll help you do some lesser gigs. Yeah. I don't know. Joan, at first, she was against changing her name. But after a fortune teller told Joan she needed a name that ended with an E to become successful, Joan went by Fontaine. Also, Olivia was under under contract with Warner Bros. and didn't want Joan to work there. Allegedly, when Olivia was asked about Joan, she said, Joan Fontaine, I don't know who she is. <laughs> Which is such a shady thing to say. Like, oh, Fontaine, you say? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to believe you was reading and singing to this woman. Stop lying, Olivia. <laughs> Only Olivia I trust is Benson. And Pope. Damn. And, well, uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> she had a spotty record. Uh-huh. 
Olivia was offered a role for the film Rebecca, but still under contract was not able to do it. So they asked if they could use her sister instead. And Joan got the part. Joan would be nominated for Best Actress. In 1941, Joan was nominated in another Alfred Hitchcock film called Suspicion. And Olivia would also be nominated for Hold Back the Dawn. So two sisters, both nominated for the same award. Yeah. And Joan would win against her sister. Come on, Fontaine. (laughs) And the media would write about a feud. Joan says when she won, she froze. And this is her quote. I stared across the table where Olivia was sitting directly opposite me. Get up there. Get up there, Olivia whispered commandingly. Now what have I done? All the animus we felt towards each other as children, the hair pulling, the savage wrestling matches, the time Olivia freshened my collarbone, all came rushing back in kaleidoscopic imagery. My paralysis was total. I felt Olivia would spring across the table and grab me by the hair. I felt age four being confronted by my older sister. Damn it, I incurred her wrath again. So, a uh, great time she won, but at the same time, she's kind of like scared that she pissed off her sister. Hmm. Damn. In 1939, Joan married Brian Ahern, who Olivia once dated. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Joan, I'm looking at you a little bit too. Yeah, that <clears throat> that is weird to me. Unless there was a backstory in which Joan had him first, but otherwise, nah, Joan, I don't like that. It's also said, like, the fact that she got married first seemed like a slight to Olivia, since Olivia's the older sister. Uh, okay. The night before her wedding, she danced with Howard Hughes, who was Olivia's boyfriend, and he told her not to marry Brian because he wanted to marry her. And Joan told Olivia, but Olivia did not believe her. Damn, what's up with these these niggas double dipping? But they were one sister. That's if Olivia's telling the truth. Um, I mean, that's if Joan's telling the truth. Like, yeah, you could have an unreliable narrator. Yeah, what if he didn't really say that? And she's just like, oh, your man wants me, and I got your old man too. Yeah, that's true. And also, why? I don't know. The, the, these sisters are weird. I mean, not weird, but petty. They, yeah, yeah, petty. In 1946, when Olivia got married to author Marcus Goodrich, who had been married before, Joan had this to say. It's too bad that Olivia's husband had so many wives in only one book. So many wives in only one book? Because he'd been married before and he's only written one book. What's that got to do with one thing? (laughs) I guess someone asked her like about the marriage and that was her response. I guess if you don't like your sister, ain't nothing like she don't th- throw more shade. Shit. Olivia decided to no longer talk to Joan until she apologized. Olivia would tell the Associated Press, Joan is very bright and sharp and has wit that can be cutting. She said something about Marcus that hurt me deeply. He said that this motherfucker didn't have as many books as he did wives. <laughs> it's just such a shady thing to say like why do you have to say it like you're doing a lot of fucking but you ain't doing no work <laughs> <laughs> in 1947 olivia would win oscar for best actress joan went to congratulate her and olivia turns away from her walking away and there's a very famous photo of this daily variety would report mm. that olivia said i don't know why she does that when she feel she knows how i feel Joan would say, I went over to congratulate her as I would have done to any winner. She took one look at me, ignored my hand, clutched her Oscar, and wheeled away. 
I mean, there's two ways you could feel about this. It, it could be the whole, um, Olivia, this is your sister. You are in public. You know, just you grin and bear it. Tell that bitch off or ignore that bitch forever after. But also, on the other side, Joan, you know the last time that you had something to say in the media involving your sister was shady and it hurt her feelings and she let everybody know that and you know that publicly in the press. Why would you think that she wants your congratulations in this moment in time? Yeah, I could see it both ways too because I could see it Joan saying, I'm going to rise above, you know, let's just get over this and congratulate her. Uh But Olivia's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, I just said that what I'm not talking to you until you apologize. And then the next time you in my face is after I won, which is something people don't like. Like like it shows your like supposed true colors, like you only like me when I'm up type stuff. Yeah. Henry Rogers, Olivia's press agent, would say, The girls haven't spoken to each other for months. Miss De Havilland had no wish to have her picture taken with her sister. This goes back for years and years, ever since they were kids, a case of two sisters who don't have a great deal in common. Damn, that's just unfortunate. Like, I don't have stuff in common with uh, one of my sisters in particular, but I, and we've and we fought a lot as kids, but I still just don't see us getting to a part where I'm like, I don't want to be associated with you ever, and I can't even be around you, but shit. So, five years later, in 1952, they would make amends when Olivia divorced. She felt silly, you know, asking for an apology to a marriage that no longer was. I get that, too. I yeah, that nigga. He, he ain't got no more books as he does. Why? <laughs> 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 you know. But in 1975, when their mother died, Joan alleges Olivia did not tell her and found out about the memorial service by chance. Joan says she threatened to go to the press about the story if she missed the memorial service, so it was postponed until Joan was able to get there. And here's her quote. Olivia scattered a handful of ashes, then silently passed the container to me. Thus, I said goodbye to my mother. As for Olivia, I had no words at all. (sighs) Olivia, I was on your side briefly. I was tiptoeing on your side. (laughs) Why? What the what what did Joan do to deserve that? It's, so and I, it's not it's not it's not even this is so much more egregious. She didn't find out about her mother's death by chance. She found out about the memorial service. Her mother had already passed. Yeah, I saw at this time her mom got their mom got sick, I believe, with cancer, and Joan went home to take care of the mom. Not Joan, sorry. Olivia went home to take care of the mom. Okay, maybe there's resentment there. I don't know. Yeah, I think Joan had said that Olivia was always the favorite. And Joan, I believe, was like doing a play touring somewhere. And Mm. Olivia sent a telegram, but didn't like really try to locate her sister. Mm. So again, it's one of those things where it's like where Olivia should have probably tried harder to get her sister. Uh Especially if. Like, if you're having the memorial service, like, at that point, it's like, let's, we really need to find her. I'm sending multiple, m- multiple uh, 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 messages. Yeah, to, like, I'm every sending, theater you can be at. Yeah. I'm sending a couple about her being close. I'm sending a couple after she's passed. I'm sending a couple after 
we're doing our funeral plans. Like I'm definitely going, there's going to be a paper trail that I tried. I'm not going to be half-assed reaching out to my sister on such a, something so, so, so important. And if it is true that Joan said that, you know, she had to threaten to go to the press about yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's like really fucked up. Yeah. Like imagine you got to weaponize your fame and your mother's death like that, just so you can say goodbye to your mother just to say goodbye to her. Like, it's yeah. not something that you want to do, obviously, but it's something that you're like, obviously that was probably like her last straw. Like if you've done everything you can, this is the, I have to threaten you because obviously you're not listening to anything else. Damn, Olivia, that has to be resentment within take. I feel like there had to be like an argument or something that when it came to the mother getting sick and, somebody taking care of her and Joan is working out in acting and they're both act actress, actors. They're both actors, but one is taking care of their sick mother and the other one's acting. I don't know. It, Cause it why, why wouldn't like, you tell her? Yeah. Or it could be like, you know, I was here. If you really wanted to know, you would have been here type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard that phrase a time or two. So, 1978, Joan would write her book, No Bed of Roses. I feel like that's why we have more quotes from Joan's side of things. And Olivia ain't write no book? Not that I saw. I don't believe so. If she did, it wasn't like a tell-all like this. She couldn't think of enough lies. (laughs) Olivia would refer to it as no shred of truth. Mm, Come on, not going the mommy dearest route. (laughs) In an interview promoting the book, Joan would say, You can divorce your sister as well as your husband's. I don't see her at all, and I don't intend to. I got married first, got an Academy Award first, had a child first. If I die first, she'll be furious because, again, I'll have gotten there first. Okay. I so see this so much more clearly now. I'm (laughs) I'm still definitely on Joan's side, but like I was thinking before, she was being petty in those other things. Like she was definitely trying to one up her sister, but damn, yeah, I I think oh, it's just a it's an unfortunate story, but that is a hilarious ending quote. From it, Joe. It, it kind of reminds me of that Kardashian clip that's going around, the one of I got married in Italy. Am I you know saying that you copied me because you got married in Italy? Oh my gosh, this whole Courtney and Kim situation, yeah, yeah, it's team Courtney. <laughs> in 1979 at the oscars the two were kept apart by their request and did not speak 10 years later at the oscars they were given hotel rooms that were next to each other and joan had her room changed (laughs) yeah i ain't fooling me bitch (laughs) in a 2013 interview with the hollywood reporter joan would deny a feud ever took place hold the fuck up (laughs) She's almost she's almost a hundred years old at this point. Yeah, taking this with a grain of salt. <laughs> I know the fuck you didn't. We have quotes, and you wrote a, a memoir. That's what I'm saying. Like, even in the article, like the interview is like I had to like double check. Like, you guys are talking right now. You there? You guys been talking? There was never a drama. <laughs> And we was like, I had to check to see if she was pulling my leg. If, if What the fuck was happening right now? So 
Jones says it had no basis. When the interviewer went to clarify, she doubled down. There was never any feud, saying, Olivia and I never had a quarrel. We never had any dissatisfaction. We never had any, had hard words. All this is press. Okay, so Joan, you're either telling me that this your whole sister feud was fabricated, or you're completely lying, or you don't remember. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, it was towards the end i'm not i i don't want to put it out there like that that's why i'm not i'm just saying maybe she don't remember it like 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 it happened she would die that year um joan she would die first okay why was she doing interviews oh that's That's like the last one yeah but what what was it covering what was the interview for i think like just over her life Uh, i don't know then that's i i think i don't know maybe it's one of those things where maybe you're trying to reconcile the public reception of a relationship before you go out i don't know but definitely um i, I don't know fuck shit i guess i'll agree I, with joan it never happened shit i don't know fuck and that was the hollywood reporter that's like the only place that that was reported hmm. so joan would die first at the age of 96 on december 15 2013 three years after her death olivia would say this to usa today a feud implies continuing hostile hostile conduct between two parties. I cannot think of a single instance where I initiated hostile behavior, but I can think of many occasions where my reaction to deliberately inconsideration behavior was defensive. Dragon Lady, as I eventually decided to call her, was a brilliant, multi-talented person, but with an astigmatism in her perception of people and events which caused her to react in an unfair and even injurious way. And Olivia would end up passing away on July 26, 2020. She was 104 years old. Damn. It, it, yeah, it seems like to the bitter end, they had a feud, even if Joan tried to deny it. I saw, which I could not... Well, I didn't confirm it, but I don't know if it's out there. <laughs> I don't want to say. I, um, I saw that there were times where Joan could have possibly not been talking to her children, because they were in contact with their Aunt Olivia. Uh, I think these were two very stubborn, hard-headed-ass um, strong women that obviously, from jump of in their childhood, just did not gel together and just could not get on the same path with the sisterly love. Because I can see points in throughout this tale where both of them were right or both of them had a point whether I side with one other than the other. And, but then I don't know that ending throws me off, but with Joan being in her, I guess, quote unquote, you know, last days saying that, you know, there's never a feud. And three years after her death, Olivia saying, you know, there's not necessarily a feud. I was just reacting to all the energy directed at me from my brilliant, but kind of hard to love sister. Yeah. It's it's like, I don't know. I kind of, I just, now I'm now I'm more split on just like, damn, they just must've just had a complicated ass relationship. Honestly, maybe they just both did wrong to each other and they just never could forgive each other fully. I think when you kind of have that relationship with someone, you just see like, Everything they do is ill will. You don't see, you don't give them the benefit of doubt for anything. Like everything is an attack against you. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. they were kind of com- 
competing with each other over roles and awards. But it seems like it was... I saw... See, that's why these old-timey ones, they, like, get me because some... Some articles said that neither one of them liked her stepfather. Some said that Joan would suck up to her stepfather and that pissed Olivia off. Hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. You. Mm-hmm. Or I remember one said that Olivia would make faces at Joan at the dinner table so Joan got in trouble by their stepfather. So it's like a lot of back and forth that doesn't really matter when it, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just <laughs> stuff that maybe just set the scene, like set the foundation for them having an... Uh, antagonistic relationship from jump so therefore when they did become teenagers going through puberty coming becoming young women into the uh you know hollywood um becoming actors it just made them that much more uh competitive and butting heads and just never being able to see the other side totally Especially with Joan's children, maybe some not being well, her not talking to her children sometimes because they're talking to her sister. It paints the picture as maybe like Joan being a little bit more bitter than Olivia because why can't they talk to their aunt? Yeah, and I mean, Joan's the one who mostly seems to be saying stuff to the press. I know Olivia's press agent did release that statement about not wanting to congratulate, be congratulated by her sister, but other than that, it's like. Most we're mostly yeah. hearing from Joan. Exactly. Yeah, that's also peculiar. Hmm. You can get when you speak out the most, you can control the narrative. Yeah. So, like, that's why it's like, well, maybe there is more to Olivia's story. Maybe that's why she said there was no feud at the end. Joan said, "I've been stirring some shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come clean." So there wasn't a feud. I was just, I was just fucking shit up i'm sorry and just that quote of i did it first i did this first i did that first it's like okay joan yeah god damn it joan you lost me in the 11th (laughs) hour (laughs) you lost me so i do have a quick update on a sad story we have mentioned before about no about brad and angelina getting into a physical altercation on a plane we have discussed this plane ride from hell in our angelina episode and our partner, let me update you episode. It seems the public and Hollywood are choosing to ignore these claims, but a resurfaced Instagram post from Pax, their second oldest adopted son, is bringing attention to it again. On 2020, he posted, Happy Father's Day to this world class asshole. You time and time again prove yourself to be a terrible person. You have no consideration or empathy towards your four youngest children who tremble in fear when in your presence. You will never understand the damage you have done to my family because you are incapable of doing so. You have made the lives of those closest to me a constant hell. You may tell yourself in the world whatever you want, but the truth will come to light someday. So happy Father's Day, you fucking awful human being. Well. Again, that was in 2020. Pax is now 19, I believe, so he would have been 16 then. Oh, no. Crazy how that resurfaces now, three years later. Hmm. It's said that Maddox and Pats have dropped the pit from their last name. And Zahara recently joined Alpha Kappa Alpha. Uh-huh. And when introducing herself, she says Zahara Marley Jolie. She does not say pit. Uh-huh. And I'm not looking, you know, to cancel Brad, but every 
every time these things come up, it always seems like people are trying to blame Angelina Jolie, saying she's poisoning the kid's mind. Yes. She doesn't, she doesn't get along with her father and doesn't want the kids to get along with theirs. Her father uh, is a fucking lunatic, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> or the kids are saying these things to make her happy. Or even attacking Pax, saying he should be thankful for being adopted. Uh, a know, lot. These people just go for the gutter. These people are fucking terrible. Yeah, a lot of, like, kind of racist comments, too. Like, saying he would be picking rice if he wasn't adopted. I think that's If it wasn't partially- for Brad. Yeah, I think that's partially why these claims and allegations aren't taken seriously because these are not white children. These are um, uh, my children that were adopted from uh, these my minority uh, these countries that don't get a lot of attention except for people taking them for their quote unquote exotic children and babies. Yeah, because I think that if if it was a different type of child saying, hey, my Hollywood father was uh, not only a drunk, but he's also very abusive verbally and physically with me and my other siblings. They would be taken far more serious. But these people not only have claimed these things uh, about Brad, there there were witnesses of this behavior, and there have been lawsuits, and people are just like man, these are ungrateful children and they're being coached and they're trying to, trying to stick with their Hollywood mom, not thinking that, well, if, if, if fame and fortune and cloud is what they're after, I mean, Brad still has it from the majority of America. They would be on the losing side, essentially. Yeah. I I honestly think Brad is more popular in public favor. Like you have people Mm -hmm. like Angie, but she just has, you know, the home wrecker still start a letter on her and she yep. has the like I mean it's all I read the comment section just to like get the vibes of people, like what the society's feeling. And I don't know if people are just like trying to say stupid shit like to rage bait for the engagement or what. But it's like how stupid are you that you're even typing this? I think it's all it's I think it's a lot. I think it's like because I, of course, people are trolling, I, but I think it's maybe like thirty percent. But seventy percent of these people are serious and this uninformed, <laughs> yeah, and this idiotic. But yeah, I, 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 it, I mean, you got it right there. The proof's in the pudding, and this is three years ago. H- him saying this, it, I, f- uh-huh. I feel like one day we will learn more about Brad. And like again, I'm not saying he should be canceled, but it was like. When all the shit was coming out, they were like saying all no. Recently, there was an award show, and like everyone was like making like all the hosts were making like these Brad Pitt jokes. It's like, is Brad Pitt even like even that popular anymore? Like, why is everyone like shouting him out? Like, it just yeah. it, it rubbed me very wrong. Like, we're trying to cover our own. We still love you. You're still hot and attractive and relevant, and that we ain't gonna let that woman bring you down. Yeah, it, it was just like really weird how you're seeing in today's day and age like these hollywood people kind of embrace him into the fold and like oh we love brad yeah not that many people that close to that man could be lying this man had three biological children with angelina and then adopted all her other children and not near one of them is ever seen with him or talks about them or talks about him that is more than suspicious that is that says everything without saying anything. 
but on the opposite scale, you frequently, when Angelina is pictured, see one or many of her children with her. And they are, a lot of them are, what I think almost all of them are above the age of 18 now. So Zahra is started college. You got the, you got Shiloh and the twins, right? Yeah, so I, I think th- they're still under 18. Yeah, I think th- that was about to say, I think th- that's, those are the only three, right? Yeah. Everybody else is legal now. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. So it, it doesn't make sense to me. Nobody's sticking up for this man, but yeah, his exactly. Hollywood quote unquote quote unquote friends who who are woven into this whole we have to protect our own because you share my secrets and I know your secrets and I don't want my shit to leak out either. Just how the articles are written too. Like there's always a, a close source to bad Brad who comes out and says, you know, it's not true or blah blah blah. But it's <clears> like <throat> they kind of lean in his favor. And it's like, why? They Just skip, this. yeah, they skip over the domestic and child abuse allegations and witnesses and all that other stuff. They just go, they go straight into like um, sullying Angelina's reputation and what she's quote unquote known for. And uh, talking about whatever Brad was recently in that's been very popular is what I usually see. Yeah, it's funny how. A lot of times people bring up like shit that Angelina did, you know, being with Billy Bob Thornton wearing the blood or whatever, or mm-hmm. the kissing her brother or, yeah. you know, all that weird stuff when she was like really young. And like, they don't bring up like all the things that she has done with refugees and with the United Nations. And yeah, her actual, but, like the way that she gives with her charity, both like with her body and her money and yeah. her, like, not body, like, like, like she goes there herself as well as she goes there, she talks for herself. And a lot, a lot of the celebrities do all that. Not saying that they have to, but it's just funny that Angelina is this person who is so visible with like giving minorities um, a voice in a way with what privilege she has. And a lot of these celebrities that you don't see nowhere else but Beverly Hills are just kind of shitting on her. Yeah, it's it's weird, and I don't know. I just uh, unfortunate update. Like you would want them to be on good terms with their father, but it doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon that we see. Yeah, if you have two good parents, you would hope that the, they both be in your life. So you can only hope that even if Brad at in the past was a piece of shit, that one day, hopefully they would actually make amends so you can be in your child's life, your children's life. Cause I mean, you know, stuff. If, if you try, things honestly can be worked out. If you honestly try and everybody puts forth an effort. So it is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but that is our family feud episode. I wanted to bring, do you know, Jenny Rivera? Jenny Rivera, Jenny Rivera. That sounds She's a Mexican singer. Yeah, I, um, that sounds. Um, I've heard that name before, but I don't know her like that. <clears throat> okay, I I've been looking for an episode for my sister to come on, and I know my sister is a huge Jenny Rivetta fan, and there is just so much drama that I was like looking into with her daughter Cheekies, and I was like, oh, this would be so interesting. But I, I want to, hopefully, you know, we can get all our schedules aligned so we can cover. That I would love to, to to have your sister on to talk about this person. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I've been trying to think of some good ones for her. So maybe that one. Okay. Okay. No promises. <laughs>
<clears throat> I won't look up. I won't look Jenny, Jenny up at all. Yeah, she's dead now. Oh damn. Yeah, play crash. <laughs> damn. I don't well, I don't know what to say. I'm so right. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. Or also another family feud that I want to cover was not Selena, but like the aftermath, like how they kind of like shut Chris out and like have sued him and stuff. Well, I don't know if it's like sued, sued, but like damn. there's been legal talk. That's fucking crazy. Oh, that shit pissed me off. What, what, what? Damn it. Yolanda. Uh, fucking Yolanda. But that is our episode. And we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend, discuss, explore. Should you go first or should I go first? Uh, I have mine. If If you want me to go first. That would be great because I forgot about media too right now. <laughs> okay, mine's easy. Uh, it was my sister's birthday uh, this past week, and um, we love drag queens and supporting drag queens. So uh, I wanted to take her to the show. So I was looking up and seeing what was happening in um, my neck of the woods, and Jinx Monsoon and uh, Benda Lacrim had their holiday show in town and so i got us a couple tickets for her birthday and we went and it was such a good time um we're big fans of them already i mean i named i'm a big fan of jinx monsoon just by herself i mean i named my cat after her so it was just really fun Uh, i went into it blind i know they had the special to buy but i was going to actually watch it beforehand but then my sister was like no we we should go into it blind so we can enjoy it more even if there's inside jokes we missed. I was like, okay, fine. It was just a good time. They were funny. It was entertaining. I love the covers. It was just so clever. It was funny. It was, I don't know. Is it I like stand up or? No, it's like, a, think of it like a little variety hour. There's a, it's like a total, like maybe, maybe an hour and 20, a little intermission in the middle. It was a good oh, time though. Interesting. They do little skits, then they do a couple numbers. Uh, group numbers, uh, a couple more skits and talking, and then they do single numbers again. And then the group number, it's a finale. It, it was great. I loved it. They have dancers and everything, costume changes. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I'd go again. Last time we went, we saw, uh, for my birthday, she took me to see Bianca Del Rio, and I forgot my glasses, and I was pissed. So I'm just sure I, had, I had them bitches because it was so terrible. I was like, damn, I see her, but I can't see her. You did I, was, shit. I was like, at, at this, I cannot afford to leave them glasses. They was glued to my face the whole day. But anyway, it was a good time. That's all. Huh. I guess I'm out of stalling time. <laughs> you couldn't think in that three minutes. No, because I was trying. I was trying to engage with your media too. So, like, no, something. It's so funny. I rewatch some episodes, and I'm like, "Damn, I was not paying attention. I could tell by the, the, the ad libs." <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something. While I was trying to stay awake. <laughs> that happens sometimes. I'm trying to think, and I'm like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Damn, what was her media?" <laughs> I was like, "What's the name of that book he just fucking said?" What did she even talk about? Did you yeah. even say what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know what to do to stall time. I never read... Okay, I read this email, but it's from our lost episode. So I'll just read Trisha's email, you know? Wait, what? Remember our lost episode? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this email never came out. So. <laughs> All right. I act like I've never heard it. I probably I don't probably remember. Forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jose Katrina. To the best ever podcast host, hello, a joyous hello to you both. I just want to share a meteor or two today. I have a TV show and a couple of songs. The TV show is American Dad of all shows. It's funny. It's stupid. It gets me through the night. The songs are Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox featuring J. Cole and Exit by Sebastian Michael Mikkel. I'm not sure how to pronounce Sebastian's last name, but... This song is such a beautiful one. You know, I I started on that last time too. And yeah, <laughs> it's still a problem for you. <laughs> the medias have been my favorite this week. Thank you for the wonderful content. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye, girl. I love Bye. all those choice. Well, I haven't heard the Sebastian song, but I definitely know those other two. I <laughs> enjoy them. Good last time. <laughs> Damn, for real? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Now you go. Thank you. Oh, also, if you have a piece of media that you would like to share, please write it in. Yeah, write it in. Let us know. It could be a good media, a bad media, or an indifferent media. A but scan. indifferent okay. while you've been writing it. Exactly. Yeah. We don't mind that at all. No. American Dad, out of all the animated shows, is the one I can tolerate and like the most. We talked about this. I remember. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's my favorite. Because, uh, you know, family guy lost its luster a long time ago. See, me. this is why we could never re record episodes when we lose them. Because <laughs> it's just like, a, a big case of deja vu. Uh huh. That, <laughs> that episode was good, y'all. I'm sorry it never came out. It was great. Did you hear the audio recording? I don't think we talked about that part on that episode of Kiki Palmer's mom when she's like, Usher's gay. <laughs> and, then, and then she came out and she was like yeah i was just saying that for him but you know i i, I was just saying that you know to get him all the but i know i was like girl you better back it up but i understood I like, <laughs> if anything after that audio when it came out i went to usher and said hey you know how it is you know i ain't, i ain't talking about you like that for real i wouldn't <laughs> have said nothing to anybody else but it's just one of those things where it's like damn was she really telling the truth? <laughs> Does Kiki Palmer mama really know the business? No, she, she, she way, definitely would just forever. say that. Keep the peace. Yeah, but fucking forever. He obviously knew that he could weaponize some of the things she said. It's not like it won him any points, but he he was just being an asshole. Him and his team or whoever who leaked that. Because it's like, that didn't do you any favors. And it's like you're trying to now have people come at her for saying that when all yeah. she's doing is trying to protect her daughter from an abusive asshole. Oh, I have a media. You're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. My media is the song. One of your girls by Troy Sivan. Have you heard it? Is this the one where he dresses up as a girl in the video? Yes. So <laughs> I don't really know Troy Sivan. I, I know a few of his songs. Like I like Rush. But it was on Twitter, I believe, and it was like Troy Savon in a new video. And I see the picture and I'm like, damn, I thought Troy was a guy. But like I didn't think anything of it. And then like people kept like commenting about it. So I'm like, let me watch this video. And you know, he's in drag for half of it. And it is such a catchy song. <laughs> but I was yeah, at work. It's like maybe I shouldn't sing this song at work. You know, it's like not appropriate. 
Really? Sing a little songs for me. Sing, give me some give me some lyrics. It's just pretty much saying like you can treat me like one of your girls or your homies. You know what's it called again? One of your girls. Like if you ever get lonely, I'll be like one of your girls. I'll see. All right. Everybody loves you, baby. You should trademark your face. London black be around you, but baby, I'm first in place. I love that song. Face card, no cash, no credit. Yes, God, don't speak. You said That's not how you say it. It's. You're going to ruin the song. Oh. <sighs> Another media, which I'm not too caught up with, but have you seen all the drama with Matt Rife? Did you like Matt Rife on TikTok? I'm familiar with him because I knew he to be on. He to be. <laughs> I knew he used to be on or was on a while now. And I know that he's a comedian. I don't remember. I don't know what the drama is, but I know it's surrounding his comedy and his stand-up special. I just didn't care enough to dive in. Okay. I do want to see the stand-up special just because I want to judge for myself. I, so I get, okay. I guess we'll see the special. I'll watch it too. Shoot. We could talk about the next episode. What's the drama? Is it that he's not funny, that he still jokes, or so that here is the drama? Here's what? the tea. Hey girl, what's the tea? Hey. Oh, the train. <laughs> um in <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it late. I got it late. I just laughed because the way you said it. <laughs> I was literally listening to Toxic Gossip Train for two weeks, like before she came back. I'm like, oh my god, I summoned her. <laughs> Hey girl, oh, what's the tea? I say that all the time. I'm not a groomer. I'm just a loser. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm ready now. What's the tea? <laughs> okay, so the tea is Matt Rife opens a joke, and I'm just paraphrasing. With mm-hmm. he goes to a restaurant with his friend, and a girl there has a black guy, and his friend's like, "Oh, they ship her in the back, you know, so she doesn't have to be around people with a black guy." And Matt Rife <laughs> is like. <laughs> Matt Rife says, well, if she knew how to be in a kitchen or if she knew how to cook or something, she probably wouldn't have a black eye. But I'm dead. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. It's stupid, and people are mad because, like, he's gotten this huge fan base on TikTok, majority women, I believe, and now he's, like, using a misogynistic joke to kind of be like, oh, I'm edgy, and, like, I guess push away these women is what people are saying because he's always complaining about how attractive he is. And then when people got mad, he put a link and said a link to my apology or something like that. And when people clicked on the link, it was special meat helmets. Talking about doubling down on the dumbassery. Here. Sorry, I was still laughing at what's the fucking thing? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. The amount. Okay, Colleen Ballinger is a horrible human being and like. You know, it's disgusting oh, that she's God. back on the platform after grooming people and not really acknowledging it. Yeah. But that song is a masterpiece. Oh, it's so unfortunate that it's catchy. Hey, <laughs> girls. Okay, I'm sorry. On Spotify, if you put it at 1.5 speed, it's so good. Of course. You and Trisha love to pitch shit up. I don't know how y'all be doing it. Listening to shit faster. Okay, Matt Rife. The joke is not even that 
it, I'm not even that good. It's not good. It's it's it's, it's whatever. It's kind of a joke where you've heard like a hundred times, though. I guess, yeah, in a different variation or something. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I guess we have to see the special to see if there's more jokes than that. I get it. It's a bad joke. You want to talk about it? You're mad at him. But if that's the only terrible, dumbass, misogynistic joke, why? As much as, as, I've heard a lot of hubbub about this. If that's the only thing, that's kind of crazy. Um, also. Don't insult your audience or people looking to watch your shit with uh, a fake ass apology leading to special needs helmets. That you, now you're making, you're going into making fun of a class that had nothing to do with the original situation, and now you just look like a pure asshole. If you want to be a comedian and double down, just don't apologize. Say you stand on it. You said the joke. If you didn't think it was funny, it wasn't funny. But you don't have to go in and and do all that you're doing too much now but i am curious to see what other maybe taste jokes he made or maybe not funny jokes he made to see what caused all this that's just a bad joke but the double down looks makes you look crazy it makes you look like okay yeah now you deserve it do you think since we're on the topic you know is is there a point to say like oh he's a comedian like don't take it so serious Yes. Also, I do think people are maybe taking things a little bit too serious. I, I people, when people make, when I don't know, I, if the joke is really bad, as in like not that it didn't make you laugh, but it's like, oh, you really didn't. This was just you being edgy and just being racist or being misogynistic or just being whatever. Um, but bad jokes just should just be ignored. Uh, Comedians are going to just do, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) The the point is, is comedians are trying to be funny. Some are not funny. I think that a lot of the policing has gotten out of control, but also a lot of people are saying off the wall shit and need to be checked. It's just people as usual with all things just need to find a balance. (laughs) I think we're in a kind of... We're Sorry, in, all that rambling got you discombobulated <laughs> too. We're in a kind of era right now with comedians where it's like, oh, cancel culture this, cancel culture that, where they're going to try to <clears throat> just say shit just to like provoke people. Like that's why there's yeah. so many trans like trans jokes right now because they see Dave Chappelle got shit for that. It's like, well, everyone can say jokes. It's jokes. Yeah, and this people tell is people is these comedians saying like, oh, the cancel culture is out of control. I can't say anything, and then they proceed to say these most diabolical, fucked up jokes ever. And it's like, well, you know that the ain't nobody canceling nobody. Y'all are just mad that people are saying stuff about it. Because the thing is, what happens is none of these comedians really get like anything like really severe happen. The last thing I heard is like. Sometimes you're blocked from, um, you know, SNL. I've heard mm-hmm. like a few years ago, people uh, came out about this one comedian and then he was cast on SNL and then they took that shit away from him. But besides, I think some stuff like that, for the most part, you get a little bit of the the, the, the hate and the fire on the internet and then you go about your business because they find a new topic or whatever. Comedians aren't really held, their feet aren't really held to the fire honestly. Mm. And they talk about being canceled so much that it's just redundant to not even really 
talk about them anymore anyway. I mean, I most of these people are new people who get criticized. The old people have just relaxed into the criticism and still do what they do. Yeah, I do want to watch the special, though, just because I want to see if it's just that one joke. Because, you know, when Dave Chappelle came out with one of his specials before, like, the last one that was all trans. Mm-hmm. He had, like, a few trans jokes, and I think that one was more okay because it wasn't, like, the whole set. Mm-hmm. But then when he came out again, and then it was, like, the whole set was about trans people. It's like, oh, this is weird. So I want to see if it's, like, all misogynistic jokes or if it's just that one. Yeah, I, I wonder. Because the thing is that I'm not easily offended with comedians. I understand people are and they have boundaries and things. But I used to listen to some off-the-wall, crazy-ass insult comics. So I just think that I just let people do their thing. I'm more of the, I hear a bad joke and I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. And I move on. Mm. Okay, okay. I... Yeah, I let us know, people. How do you feel about this Matt Rife thing? I feel like it's big news, and I don't know if it should be. Yeah. But maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's just the machine behind him. Maybe there's not really a big controversy, but this is all to get his name out. I don't know. I, I do. Because he it's... was known, but he's not been this big ever. Like, he's now, people are talking about him on, like, fucking main media. I think that's why it's kind of like a big bid little scandal is because there are, you know, he got bid because the woman found him hot and then they found him funny and which to be fair, I mean, he looks good looking, but y'all just be picking and choosing. <laughs> um, but that is our medias. Do you have anything else to say about them? No, this was a great episode. Very surprising i especially love that sister story i have never heard of them two women before i will be looking them up expeditiously uh and um devouring all content i see (laughs) i have to i have to know more yeah um but that's our episode if you want to reach out to us our email is save sorry at gmail.com you can send us your suggestions on who to cover you can send us your media you can send us your feedback if you like mm-hmm. or, or 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 if you have an interesting topic and you want to join us you can always join us right here um just click a little linky link and you can come join us mm. we do have crazy schedules though so it has to be like really planned out um <laughs> it will be it has to be yeah you can bring us a story or you can just sit back and add your commentary please leave us a rating please leave us a review and our Instagram is Savior Sorry spelled just like the podcast. I think that I hit all of them. Yeah. I don't really do Twitter anymore because it makes me mad. But every now and then I'll do Twitter. So our Twitter is Savior Sorry. <laughs> your is spelled you are. I haven't said that in forever. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I was like, do you think? <clears throat> but once in a blue moon, I'll do a tweet. Sometimes I accidentally do a tweet because I mean it for my other, my personal Twitter. And I'm like, oh, round one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you didn't like you know a surprise Jose tweet okay it's been wonderful bye see you